Where do you see your career in 10 years? What are you doing now to help you get there? The sooner you start enhancing your skills, the sooner you'll be ready. That's why AARP has reskilling courses in a variety of categories like marketing and management to help your income live as long as you do. That's right. AARP has a bevy of free skill building courses for you to choose from because the steps that you choose to take today will help you to love what you do in the future. And that's why the younger you are, the more you need AARP. Learn more at aarp.org skills. In recent weeks, we've really focused on some ways that listeners can boost their income. Uh, so whether that's through starting your own side business and growing your network like Hala talked about, or when we talked with local realtor Alan about diving into investing in real estate, well, what better way to test the waters? While you are away, your home could also earn extra income. That's right. Your empty space could be an Airbnb while you're traveling because that's all you need to become an Airbnb host. It's a lot easier than you think, and you don't need to Airbnb your entire house. You could just host your extra spare room. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at Airbnb.com slash host. What's up? This is your boy Lil Duval, and check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender. Welcome to How to Money. I'm Joel. And I am Matt. And today we're discussing the debt snowball versus debt avalanche approach to paying down your debt. Yeah, Joel, we are talking about the hotly debated topic of how you should pay down your debt, debt avalanche versus the debt snowball. And obviously the debt snowball, a lot of folks have heard about that through Dave Ramsey. He's pretty big in the personal finance space. Heard of that guy. Yeah, you've heard of that guy. We're coming for you, Dave. <laughs> <laughs> Dave's got some good things to say, right? I don't. I definitely, oh, yeah. definitely don't want to tear Dave down. Um, there's, there's actually a, an article in Money Magazine recently that kind of was going after him and I will say, Dave, not my favorite personality, not my favorite person, and I disagree with him on, on a lot of things. So <laughs> I disagree with him on 99% of things, except for this one thing that he does okay. Yeah, but no, I, I feel like he has helped so many people, Yes, and in particular, yep. to get out of debt quickly, that I would think twice before speaking harsh words against him, just because of how much of a good effect he has had in a lot of people's lives. I think tackling this topic of how you pay down your debt quickly and which of these methods is most effective is going to be good. It's going to be good for us to talk about. Yeah, Dave Ramsey, he's like the godfather for uh, personal finance for me, man. He he basically ushered me into this entire space uh, like 10 years ago. So I owe him maybe at least a little tip of the cap, kind of launching my financial journey to a certain extent. 
And sometimes there's a, a teacher that's really great for, for a while. And then you kind of move past you know what they have to offer. But yeah, I'm really interested to tackle this topic today. Yeah, it should be fun. Matt, I, before we get to that, I wanted to... You got frugal versus cheap? Yeah, I kind of want to ask you a question. I, I is, see that written down here. So <laughs> is it frugal or cheap for me to forego buying my kids' school pictures? Hmm. Well, most folks know that I'm a photographer, right? So I'm, I'm curious what most folks think. You know, like, do they think I'm going to fall on the side of, no, dog, you're being way too cheap. You got to get those pictures. Or if I'm like, well, I'm a photographer, I can just take my own pictures. I'm frugal. Uh, that being said, I think you are being frugal because I'm with you. We, we only rarely purchase the pictures if they're just outstanding. Otherwise, when we get the little link and they say to, you can go look at the pictures, you know, I look at them and then I screenshot them. And I'm able to preserve the memory that that picture was taken. And you can see a little bit of it. Yeah, they got the watermark. It's got the watermark on it. So I'm never going to print it out. But I can still save it in photos on my computer. And I can still go back and see the cute smiles and kind of bring back all those feelings without having to actually pay 30 bucks for an 8x10. You know know what I'm saying? The school pictures are crazy expensive. Yeah. And obviously, like someone comes out and spends a lot of time and and they do a good job. They take good photos. And sometimes we do buy them, though. I mean, if if they're really good, I mean, we've purchased them before because I'm like, I got to have that. You know, it's it's just too cute. (laughs) Well, same here, too. Yeah, we have too. I've got we've definitely bought school photos in the past. But this year we were like, you know what? We're we're not going to do it. And part of the reason was because the girls had just been in a wedding and there are these just super adorable pictures that we just recently had of both of them and so we're not going to spend the extra 60 bucks to get this picture package it's not because i don't love the i mean obviously i went through to look at the pictures and they were freaking adorable yeah and it was really hard i was like oh maybe it's worth the money i want it (laughs) but yeah we decided to forgo it because we've got pictures from a lot of other events and you know phones have gotten so good i feel like i'm taking good pics of my kids all the time so man plus you know a good photographer and so Anytime our families get together and I bring along the camera, we always try to get a, a decent family shot. We try to get all the girls together, get them smiling, looking in the right direction. And that, that works pretty well. Yeah. So I, I think if you're not sitting there between the ferns, like looking all perfect, <laughs> but it's a little more real life when they're kind of screaming at each other and in mid slap. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I know. Right. Get the, the lifelike poses of just crazy things happening. But yeah, I think for people that get that email about getting their kids' school pictures, certainly sometimes you want those little wallet-sized pictures and you want to be able to hand them out to your friends and family members. And we've gotten them too before. And they make great gifts oftentimes. The the four by sixes, put them in a frame, give them to grandma, that kind of thing. But just don't feel obligated like you have to, especially if you already have good pics of, of your kids from other outings. Yeah. And a quick tip, if you do want to go ahead and purchase those pictures, is to see if you can purchase the digital file. A lot of times they'll charge a certain amount maybe even five bucks more than, than one of the more expensive prints. So like an eight by 10 might be like 30 bucks, like I mentioned, but you can get the file for 35 bucks. Always opt for that because you can spend a little bit more and then you have that file and you can obviously do whatever you want with it, but then go to a website like mpix.com. That's M-P-I-X.com. And they're a fantastic lab where you can get some really high quality prints at a consumer price point. But at the same time, that lab is it's really good. Uh, they've got an entire professional line and a lot of professional photographers that I know use them for their uh, professional fancy prints that they're able to upcharge and, and obviously make a profit. I don't want to give away all the secrets, but yeah, check out mpix.com. Good to get some of that insider knowledge. All right. I like it. Okay. Let's uh, quickly mention the beer that we're having on the show today, Matt. This is Maple Vanilla Copra Kai. Another one by Southern Grist Brewing Company. And thanks to Jamie for sending us yet beers. Ag- yet again, this is the second one this week. What's the deal with Cobra Kai? So like Cobra Kai, like that's a karate kid. Yeah. And so it's like, the, do they do Cobra with a P just so that they don't get sued? 
Probably. Okay. <laughs> That's my assumption <laughs> okay, when I read I it. Yeah. If that was the case or what? Or I didn't know if Cobra Kai was an actual thing, like something different. Not that I know of, but uh, you know what? I'm going to reach back out to Jamie and ask him why they named it that. You should also ask him how he made this delicious beer because it smells like an entire dessert in my glass right here. So I'm excited for us to talk about this at the end of the episode. Yeah. Bouquet of flavors. All right, Matt. Now on to the topic at hand. And we're discussing the best way to pay down debt. We're debating the debt snowball versus debt avalanche approach. And the problem is that Americans are in debt and lots of it. Student loan debt, car loan debt, credit card debt, mortgage debt, and it can be overwhelming. And axing that debt in your life takes a toll not only off of your money issues, but it takes a massive weight off your mind. And there was a study that they did in Singapore recently that found that folks who had massive mortgage, utility, and municipal debt paid down by a charity, they performed better in cognitive function tests. Anxiety disorders massively decreased. And the ability to forego instant gratification also increased. So not having this debt in your life, not only does it make your finances sturdier, it makes your brain function better. And I just thought that was like fascinating that having a lot of debt in our lives has a terrible effects on our brains. Yeah, Joel, one of the things they mentioned was that how the, the real cost of being in substantial amounts of debt like that, how it's not completely reflected in the numbers. It's not completely reflected in how much you owe or how much you make or your net worth. You see it as well, like, in, like you said, in, in your mental health. And it's unfortunate that that total effect is oftentimes overlooked because it is mental. But fact is, you know, no one in all likelihood is going to be showing up to pay off your debt. And we don't take the stance that all debt is bad, but if you are rolling in consumer debts and that's stressing you out, assessing which of the different strategies to take can be helpful. Yeah, because the quicker you can eliminate even just one debt out of your life, right? There's that breathing room. It's going to lessen your overall anxiety in relation to your debt. And first, we want to mention that if you're in overwhelming amounts of debt, well, it's really important to consider getting credit counseling from a place like NFCC. And you can check them out at nfcc.org. And if your debt exceeds 50% of your annual income, well, that is in all likelihood the best place for you to head to get some free credit counseling from your local NFCC affiliate. One other thing to consider uh, before you know we kind of dive into the different approaches to paying down debt, but let's talk for a second too about your interest rate. If you have a good amount of debts, you want to consider a balance transfer. Credit cards will oftentimes offer a 0% for a limited amount of time. Transferring your debt over to a new card like that will allow you some breathing room, uh, give you some time to kind of figure out your approach and how you are going to pay down your debt. If you can't find a good balance transfer, consider calling your credit card company directly and see if you can get your interest rate lowered from that standpoint. It's good to kind of go into those conversations with some knowledge. You want to do your homework ahead of time. But we've talked about this before, Joel, but it never hurts to ask. And you're not going to get that lower interest rate uh, and pay less unless you ask for it. So in a minute, we're going to talk about the debt snowball. We're going to talk about the debt avalanche, some pros and cons to both. But first, we're going to take a quick break. You probably think it's too soon to join AARP, right? Well, let's take a minute to talk about it. Where do you see yourself in 15 years? More specifically, your career, your health, your social life. What are you doing now to help you to get there? Well, there are tons of ways for you to start preparing today for your future with AARP. What about that dream job you've dreamt about? Sign up for AARP reskilling courses to help make it a reality. How about that active lifestyle you've only spoken about from the couch? AARP has health tips and wellness tools to keep you moving for years to come. But none of these experiences are without making friends along the way. Connect with your community through AARP volunteer events. 
So it's safe to say it's never too soon to join AARP. They're here to help your money, your health, and happiness live as long as you do. That's why the younger you are, the more you need AARP. Learn more at aarp.org slash wisefriend. I'm guessing that a lot of listeners are starting to solidify their summer travel plans. We always like to get the families together, Matt, for a week yeah, at the we beach do. every single summer. We've already got that trip to St. Simon's on the calendar. Pumped for that. But sometimes those vacations get expensive. So what better way to offset some of those costs than to have your home earning some money while you're away? That's right. Why let it sit empty when it could be earning extra income? It's the financially smart thing to do. So think it through. Maybe you've got some extra space in your home, or maybe you have an entire house to host, or maybe you're just going on vacation and your home is sitting empty. In every case, you can Airbnb it. You already have the space, so it won't be a huge adjustment. I mean, the way I see it, if you're not using your space, you have two options. You can let it just sit there empty, or you do some optimizing and make some money off it. Really, if you think about it, you already have an Airbnb. You just need to start using it. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at Airbnb.com slash host. Let's say you've been listening to the podcast and now you're finally ready to start implementing some of the uh, the financial morsels that we're dishing up. Maybe you are trying to save up some more money for a down payment on a house, or maybe there's a big vacation that you have been dying to take. Well, the money app Monarch, they make it so easy to help you to reach your financial goals. That's why the Wall Street Journal, they named it the best app for growing your savings. Monarch is the top rated all-in-one personal finance app. It gives you a comprehensive view of all your accounts, investments, transactions, and more. Create custom budgets, track progress toward financial goals, collaborate with your partner even. And now get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com slash howtomoney. And you won't get spammed either. Monarch features ad-free privacy you can trust. They will never sell your data to third parties or show you ads. That's right, man. And after trying out Monarch for myself, I understand why it's the top-rated personal finance app. It just makes sense. It works. And right now, listeners of this show will get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com slash howtomoney. That's M-O-N-A-R-C-H-M-O-N-E-Y dot com slash howtomoney. For your extended 30-day free trial, go to monarchmoney.com slash howtomoney for an extended 30-day free trial. And now a word from the show's sponsors at Betterment. Do you want your money to dream big? Do you want your money to be a total self-starter? Are you annoyed that your money doesn't work hard enough? Don't worry. Betterment is here to help. Betterment is the automated investing and savings app that makes your money hustle. Their automated technology is built to help maximize returns, meaning when you invest with Betterment, your money can auto-adjust as you get closer to your goal, rebalance if your portfolio gets too far out of line, and your dividends are automatically reinvested. That can increase the potential for compound returns. In other words, your money is breaking a sweat while you can be breaking bread. You'll never picture your money the same way again. Betterment, the automated investing and savings app that makes your money hustle. Visit Betterment.com to get started. Investing involves risk. Performance is not guaranteed. All right, Matt, let's get right into it. First, we'll talk about the debt snowball approach. And this approach is all about psychology, not as much about math. But psychology, as it turns out, is crucial when it comes to how we handle our money. And in fact, it's often more important than just the nuts and bolts and knowing how the math works. And in fact, just like we talked about with that Singapore study that we mentioned at the beginning of the show, it's pretty obvious that debt has a clear effect on our psyche. And the debt snowball approach is actually an attempt to kind of maximize a positive psychological impact of debt pay down as opposed to the 
mathematical and financial best approach to, to paying down your debt. Yeah, this is the Dave Ramsey approach. And the argument often goes is that if it's all about the math, then you wouldn't be in debt in the first place. You know, if you're paying attention to the numbers, the interest rates, the debt, you would know from the very outset that going into debt isn't going to work out for you. And so let's go ahead now and talk about the way it works. In the debt snowball approach, you are going to pay the minimums on all your balances, but then you're going to attack and pay off your debt with the smallest balance first. Once that debt is eliminated completely, you get to roll those payments that were going to that small debt to the debt with the next smallest balance. And so it's called the debt snowball effect because essentially think of, you know, you start off with a small balance and then you roll it over to the next largest balance and it gets bigger and bigger and bigger. Not unlike a snowball that you're rolling down the hill. Oh, uh, it makes sense. Yeah, you got it, Joel. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, I mean, really psychologically, that makes a lot of sense, right? Because let's say you have seven overall debts that you're looking to pay off. And you get a quick win by paying the first one off because the balance is super low. It feels good. It feels good. And then you're motivated to do just a little bit more. And you actually have a little bit more money then to put towards that second debt because that other one, that first one, it's gone now. Yeah. You don't just have more money to put towards it, but you have more steam. Like you've yeah. got that momentum rolling too. Yeah, completely. So I think this path can provide wins more quickly along the way, can keep you motivated. And interestingly enough, most studies actually show that the results are more favorable with a debt snowball approach than the debt avalanche approach, which makes sense because when you're factoring in the psychology of how we approach our money and our debts, I mean, this is the kind of strategy that keeps someone engaged towards paying down their debts as quickly as possible. Whereas the debt avalanche, which we're going to talk about in just a second, doesn't quite have that same effect. Yeah, those are the legit studies too, like Harvard, you know, all the good schools, not the not the crappy schools. It, it wasn't my Kennesaw State <laughs> University coming out with that, you know? Oh, don't you hate KSU, dog? No, that's a good spot. So the debt snowball, it makes the most sense from a psychological standpoint, but it doesn't uh, when it comes to the numbers, Joel. And that's when sort of the math nerds will jump all over your case. And what they would propose is for you to look at the debt avalanche. So why don't you tell us about that? All right. So the debt avalanche is all about math and not psychology. So kind of the complete opposite of the debt snowball approach. When you take the debt avalanche approach, again, you're still paying the minimums on every single balance except for one. But the debt that you're prioritizing paying off is the debt that has the highest interest rate as opposed to your debt that has the lowest overall balance. And there's certainly a chance that your highest interest rate debt could also be your lowest balance, in which case, win-win. You're kind of tackling both methods at the same time. But yeah, the debt avalanche approach is for the math nerds out there that can still be just as focused paying off debt without that psychological benefit of paying off certain debts more quickly. All right, Joel, quick question for you then. The snow metaphor with the debt snowball, it makes sense, right? Like you've got, you're quickly gaining steam, starting off with a small little snowball and it rolls over and gets bigger and bigger and bigger. That equates to the size of the debt that you're attacking. But how does it work with the avalanche then, I guess? Like you, you're starting off big? Yeah, I guess so. I, I don't necessarily think that... that uh, <laughs> Is it a perfect metaphor? No, it's definitely an imperfect metaphor. That's for sure. And I don't know where if there's like any like yellow snow involved in this metaphor <laughs> or anything like that. I think those are like title loans. You just oh, like stay okay. completely away from those. Gotcha. I think we could probably come up with some other really cool you know, metaphors when it comes to snow for paying down your debt. But yeah, I think someone just kind of tried to come up with a cute alternative to the debt snowball. But with the avalanche, I guess you're kind of focusing on the large interest rates, kind of going after the big impact stuff first. And then by the end of it, you're kind of focusing 
you know, I guess the end of the avalanche, there's just a little bit of snow trickling down the mountain at the very end. And maybe that's your smaller interest rate loans. Yeah, so. it kind of dies out, right? Yeah. 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 So uh, really the debt avalanche approach, it, it could prevent you from attacking your debt as intently as you might otherwise be inclined to do. But if you are a really good planner and you can stay the course, well, the debt avalanche, or sometimes it's also called debt laddering, well, that's likely the best approach for you because you're going to pay off your debts in a little bit less time. You're going to pay less overall in interest to your creditors. So Joel, overall, if I had to pick like one over the other, I think I'm going to end up on like on Team Snowball because for most people, even though it doesn't make the most sense from a financial standpoint when you're only looking at the numbers, like we said earlier, it's not all about the numbers. There's so much psychology involved. And I think for a lot of people in particular, if you're struggling with debt and you've been working for a while at trying to pay down your debt, I think in those cases specifically, the, the debt snowball is where it's at. Yeah, I think up until probably last year, I would have been team avalanche all the way. And I would have like completely... Like about the numbers. Yes, yeah. I would have completely disagreed with you because I do think like, why would you pay more in interest than you have to? I, I don't like that idea. I don't like the idea of paying down a 5% debt first when you have a 19% credit card chilling there like that that doesn't make any sense to me and so i think i still probably reside a little bit more on team avalanche side and paying off your highest interest rate debts as quickly as possible and then moving on to those lower interest rate debts but yeah recently one of the loan balances on one of my rental properties is getting pretty low and it's oh are you feeling the itch i am to kind of pay it off i am but the <laughs> thing is the interest rate is so low that it really doesn't make sense for yeah. me to prioritize the payoff. And so I, I'm just having to kind of sit on my hands and forget about it and not even remind myself that we're getting to that point because there are other priorities in my life. I don't want to focus on that at this point in time. It would make more sense for me to put my hard-earned dollars towards... Uh, in the market. Yeah, in the market or towards it. a higher interest rate loan that I have on another rental property, but I completely understand the itch, yeah. right? Especially as you get close to paying something off, it just kind of, oh, you want to just finish it off. I think it, it is a difficult decision, but really picking your path and sticking to it makes a whole lot of sense. Yeah. And I'll argue in favor of the debt avalanche because I think there are some situations where it does make sense because the argument will go against it that, well, if you're paying attention to the numbers, right? You, like you would have never ended up in debt in the first place. But I think there are a lot of folks who, for a period in their life, maybe when they were younger, they didn't, they didn't pay attention to the numbers. They didn't pay attention to how much they were spending, how much debt they were accruing. And there's a moment where they wake up, they kind of have an enlightening, whether that be uh, they're getting married or they read a great book or they see maybe what their friends are doing with their money. And all of a sudden they're realizing that, oh, wait a minute, I'm, I'm doing some terrible things with my money. And in those cases where there's a switch, like when something happens like that and the, it, the, the lights kind of turn on in their head, if they can be disciplined and stick with their plan, I think the, the debt avalanche makes total sense in those scenarios. Matt, that's a good point. And you know what? I, I think there might actually be a third option here for people, something to consider. And I don't think I've ever heard anyone else ever talk about this. And we should kind of come up with our own name for it. <laughs> Maybe the debt snow lanch. Uh, snow cone method. <laughs> <laughs> so it's kind of a little more hybrid approach. And we will tell you what we mean by that right after the break. probably think it's too soon to join AARP, right? 
Well, let's take a minute to talk about it. Where do you see yourself in 15 years? More specifically, your career, your health, your social life. What are you doing now to help you to get there? Well, there are tons of ways for you to start preparing today for your future with AARP. What about that dream job you've dreamt about? Sign up for AARP reskilling courses to help make it a reality. How about that active lifestyle you've only spoken about from the couch? AARP has health tips and wellness tools to keep you moving for years to come. But none of these experiences are without making friends along the way. Connect with your community through AARP volunteer events. So it's safe to say it's never too soon to join AARP. They're here to help your money, your health and happiness live as long as you do. That's why the younger you are, the more you need AARP. Learn more at aarp.org slash wisefriend. I'm guessing that a lot of listeners are starting to solidify their summer travel plans. We always like to get the families together, Matt, for a week at the beach every single summer. We've already got that trip to St. Simons on the calendar. Pump for that. But sometimes those vacations get expensive. So what better way to offset some of those costs than to have your home earning some money while you're away? That's right. Why let it sit empty when it could be earning extra income? It's the financially smart thing to do. So think it through. Maybe you've got some extra space in your home, or maybe you have an entire house to host. Or maybe you're just going on vacation and your home is sitting empty. In every case, you can Airbnb it. You already have the space, so it won't be a huge adjustment. I mean, the way I see it, if you're not using your space, you have two options. You can let it just sit there empty, or you do some optimizing and make some money off it. Really, if you think about it, you already have an Airbnb. You just need to start using it. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at Airbnb.com slash host. Let's say you've been listening to the podcast and now you're finally ready to start implementing some of the uh, the financial morsels that we're dishing up. Maybe you are trying to save up some more money for a down payment on a house, or maybe there's a big vacation that you have been dying to take. Well, the money app Monarch, they make it so easy to help you to reach your financial goals. That's why the Wall Street Journal, they named it the best app for growing your savings. Monarch is the top rated all-in-one personal finance app. It gives you a comprehensive view of all your accounts, investments, transactions, and more. Create custom budgets, track progress toward financial goals, collaborate with your partner even. And now get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com slash howtomoney. And you won't get spammed either. Monarch features ad-free privacy you can trust. They will never sell your data to third parties or show you ads. That's right, man. And after trying out Monarch for myself, I understand why it's the top-rated personal finance app. It just makes sense. It works. And right now, listeners of this show will get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com slash howtomoney. That's M-O-N-A-R-C-H-M-O-N-E-Y dot com slash howtomoney. For your extended 30-day free trial, go to monarchmoney.com slash howtomoney for an extended 30-day free trial. Spring cleaning is kind of an annual rite of passage. We've all got to do it, minimize the junk that we have in our house. Emily and I, we just cleaned our closets out. It took hours, but it was so worth it. Now we've only got stuff in there that we love, and it's easier to find everything too. And so, you know, while cleaning your closets is helpful, well, there's something else you can do for your family this spring. Shopping for life insurance with Policy Genius, for example, is a really important part of your financial planning for the year. That's right. Yeah. And here is the thing that's important to remember because you might be thinking you don't need to check out Policy Genius because you've got a policy through work. But even if you have a life insurance policy through your job, it may not offer you enough protection for your family's needs 
and it may not follow you if you leave your job. With Policy Genius, you can find life insurance policies that start at just $292 per year for $1 million of coverage. Some options offer same day approval and avoid unnecessary medical exams. Policy Genius works for you, not the insurance companies, and that means they don't have an incentive to recommend one insurer over another, so you can trust their guidance. Save time and money and provide your family with a financial safety net using Policy Genius. Head to policygenius.com to get your free life insurance quotes and see how much you could save. That's policygenius.com. All right, Matt. In a second, we're going to talk about how to actually begin these methods, how to implement them into your lives in order to kind of start crushing that debt. But first, let's kind of talk about this hybrid approach that we think might make a lot of sense for folks. Yeah, Joel, it, you know, it is a sort of a hybrid approach. And I, you know, I don't think we're original thinkers here. I'm sure a lot of folks have done this, but paying off that really high interest rate debt first and then prioritize those balances that have the smaller balances next. For instance, high interest rate credit card debt that you might have, that's what you're going to want to cut most quickly. And a car note at 5% isn't a priority in the same way. But once you have those credit cards out of the way, you can then work towards paying off your car just to kind of be rid of it once that balance starts getting lower even if you have student loan debt, say, at 7%. So I think in this hybrid approach, what you're doing is you're saying, what's the disparity in interest rate between that and the rest of my debts? And if it's a big disparity, like if you have that one credit card that's at 19, 20, 25% interest, you're going to want to prioritize that first, no matter what, if all the rest of your debts fall in that 5 to 7% range. Exactly. Basically, you're looking for an outlier that you want to eliminate first. Yeah. And then it doesn't really matter what your order is after you pay that one off first, right? It doesn't matter if you then tackle the 5% debt instead of the 7% debt. That's okay. That's less meaningful in the grand scheme of things. But paying off that really high interest rate debt as quickly as possible, that's going to help move the needle so that you pay less interest overall. Yeah. What those same uh, studies with that same research showed though, is that it does matter for you to make sure and focus on a single debt. Those who try to kind of spread out their payments, not just the minimums, but kind of additional payments across a whole sort of portfolio of debts that they had, were much less likely to successfully get out of debt versus uh, paying towards a specific debt with laser-like focus, regardless of the approach. So you could be paying towards the balance that was the smallest, or you could be paying down the uh, balance that had the highest interest rate. It doesn't really matter. As long as you were focusing on that one singular debt, you had a much higher chance of getting out of debt altogether. And this, again, goes back to that same study, Joel. But the weight and the impact that multiple debts like that uh, can have on you mentally, it's just draining. It's, it's, it's you know One of the things they mentioned in the article as well was that how it's a bandwidth tax that kind of saps on your mental energies and your ability to think straight, to perform normal tasks effectively. And certainly we've seen this in other areas in our life as well. When we try to multitask, do multiple things all at once, chances are you're not going to do any of those things that well. But the interesting thing is we all think we know how to do it. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> we all think we're good multitaskers, but most of us actually are terrible are at it. We're terrible at it. But if you can just focus on that one thing and just knock it out of the park, it's just going to be way more effective and you're going to see a lot more progress happen sooner. Yeah, Matt, interestingly enough, when you kind of crunch the numbers and you look at how long it takes people to pay off their debts and how much overall interest they pay in the debt snowball versus debt avalanche method, it, it really doesn't end up being that big of a disparity, which oh, I thought was really interesting. Sounds like you're about to cross over to the team debt snowball side. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I feel like with psychology being such a major impact on people's continued ability to keep going down that path of paying down their debt, 
Well, yeah, I mean, that snowball actually really does make a lot of sense. And it's interesting, just doing more research for this episode, I was kind of struck by the fact that that psychology factor is way, way, way more important than even I gave it credence uh, for in the beginning. Because, I mean, I know that's important. I know that's important in personal finances, the way people think, and just kind of those strongly held beliefs that we have in the back of our brain that we don't even know exist. They're huge in the way we approach paying off debt or spending or all of those things, right? But I didn't realize that it's as powerful as it is. It's kind of jarring how much power our brains have over us when it comes to you know, how we spend, but then also how we pay down our debt. So at this point, what we're saying is to have some self-awareness, know yourself enough to know which of these approaches would work the best for you because it doesn't matter all that much when it comes to the numbers. But what does matter is that you actually do the deed, right? Like that you finish the drill and that you're able to get out of that debt. Both of these approaches can be helpful. So what's most important to you, though, is that you prioritize paying down your debts at all and getting started. Yeah, just a really quick thought on that, Matt. Let's say you want to start running, but you've lacked a little bit of the motivation. Well, there are all these kind of little tricks that you can do in order to make yourself more likely to actually get out there and, and run your first mile. If you lay out your shoes and your running gear ahead of time before you even go to bed, well, when you wake up, and you stare at it, there's a huge chance that you're actually going to put it on and maybe go for a jog. But if you say, no, I'll, I, you know, I'll get it out of the drawer in the morning, well, there's a good chance that you're going to sleep in. And I think the same is true when it comes to debt repayment. If you can get fully on board with one strategy and actually get the ball rolling, well, the likelihood is you're going to stick with this and you're going to make progress. And once you see progress, it's going to be a self-fulfilling prophecy that you are going to continue down that path and you're going to crush your debt. And so, yeah, let's go through kind of helping people figure out how to get started going down one of these paths. So Joel, the first step is that you want to get organized. Go ahead and write down all the debts that you owe. So start with the minimum payments, but then go ahead and write down your interest rate and the total balances due for each of those debts. Because regardless of which approach that you're going to take, you need to know which one has the actual smallest balance or you need to know which one has the largest interest rate. You got to be organized. And Joel, just like you mentioned, kind of setting out the shoes, setting out your gym shorts. You got to line everything up and have it sitting there so that you can attack it. Yeah. And so either way you slice it, whether you're going debt snowball or debt avalanche or that kind of hybrid approach, the snow lanche that we talked about, create a repayment schedule that funnels all of your extra money towards that debt that you're targeting under your favorite strategy. You're going to want to make sure that all of the other debts in question that you're paying the minimums on and then as much extra cash as you have in your budget, you're funneling that straight towards that debt that you hate the most that you're planning to crush. Yeah, man, knock that thing out. And then after maybe each of those debts that you knock out completely, it might be worth considering rewarding yourself uh, at that point. Don't let little mistakes completely derail you. You want to make sure that you're able to see some forward progress. Like that's the problem with debt is that a lot of times it can be this invisible thing that's really tough to quantify. And in reality, like as a human being, what you experience is that you're depriving yourself of the things that you used to spend money on. And you don't really feel that you're doing anything. So sometimes having these little small rewards is a tangible way for you to remind yourself physically that, oh yeah, I'm paying down my debt, right? Because so much of our currency, so much of our money today is digital. And it's not like you have a stack of cash that's growing on your dresser and you're able to see that and feel like you're, you're becoming better off or that you're handling your money better. It's just digital. It's just number that shows up on your phone. And it can be tough sometimes to, to feel the actual impact of that. Yeah, some sort of little reward. 
can, I think, help you stay engaged in the fight to pay off your debt. Whether it's a, a, a latte on a Saturday morning at your favorite coffee shop or a new pair of Chuck Taylor tennis shoes, you know, <laughs> that, that would probably be mine. But yeah, I think something like that can actually provide that boost. Like, okay, cool. I can't wait till my next little reward when debt number two gets paid off. And I think it's really helpful. Like we need little, we need moments of feedback in these areas yeah. of our lives. And if, if you're not able to share it with somebody in particular, providing little rewards, little benefits, little boosts yeah, for yourself, little reminders. Yeah, it's so helpful, right? And you mentioned sharing it with someone else as well. I mean, and I think that's another great way of moving forward with paying down your debt is have somebody else who might be in a similar life stage as you or has similar goals that you're trying to achieve because you can, again, you can remind each other, not through just these little treats and rewards, but also through encouragement and spurring each other on, Joel. I mean, going back to your your running analogy, even though you don't run, no way. You're never going to see me running, man. <laughs> but, I, stay, I stay on two wheels. <laughs> but when you're running with a buddy, that is going to be a much more effective way to train and to stick to a training schedule or hitting a specific time. If you're trying to set like a new personal record for yourself, that's another way that will allow you to uh, stick with it and to stay motivated. And as you're on this path to, to paying down your debt as quickly as possible, you know, like we said, these are all great approaches. But the biggest thing the biggest thing that you have to be aware of is that you can't start creating new debt again in the process or at the end of this process. You can't pay off a credit card and then start working on your next debt. And then you know what? Start charging that first credit card that you paid off. Start charging it up again. That defeats the purpose and puts you in a very similar bind. You have to take a hard look at the root causes of what led you to getting into this debt in the first place. And Joel, for a lot of people, like that root cause might be having a credit card to begin with, right? Like you and I, we talk a good bit about credit card bonuses. I love those sign-up bonuses and, and getting the big rewards that way. But for a lot of folks, that might be temptation to overspend and consume on a scale that doesn't fit with their budget. And so in that case, it might be wise for them to not have a credit card. There are some different benefits like that that you can use to your advantage that can work for you. But just don't allow those same tools to work against you and cause you more harm than good. Yeah, if you know the credit cards in your possession don't end well, if, if you know that it ends with a shopping spree online or you go to your local mall or whatever, I don't know, do malls still exist? I feel like millennials are killing malls, right? That's what I hear. <laughs> but if you... Amazon shopping spree. Yeah, yeah. However you use your credit card, however you use it poorly, you need to be aware of that. And if you feel like you can't handle credit card usage well, well, then you need to cut them out of your life because it's just not worth the potential harm that could befall you from using your credit cards frequently and often, landing you in more and more debt. So true. Let's now go ahead and get back to our beer. Yeah, man. So this was Maple Vanilla Copra Kai that we had from Southern Grist Brewing Company. Thanks to Jamie over there for sending this one over to us. Dude, this was one of the best beers we've had on the show in a while. This beer was harmonious, I would say. It had the, the elements of maple and vanilla perfectly blended into this milk stout. And in my opinion, it was the absolutely perfect specimen of what a milk stout should taste like. This was fantastic. Yeah, and this is only a 7% beer. A lot of stouts that have a lot of flavor like this tend to be boozier and bigger, which make them a little more difficult to drink. And this one was not that way. It's, it's really easy to drink, a lot of amazing flavors. Since I'm holding the can right now, I can, I'm can i kind of sniffing it. And it almost has this cake batter uh, quality to it. it. Smells really sweet, really delicious. Yeah, it almost had like a like one of those maple donut kind of vibes yeah. going on. Like, a, <laughs> like the, there's this concept of the pastry stout 
where people are putting donut kind of additions into their stouts, brownie addition, all these kind of interesting, funky dessert-like factors into yeah. their stouts. And this one kind of had like, man, some really cool elements, some really tasty notes, but it wasn't overwhelming yeah. in your face either. Yeah. It, it was like these awesome flavors in perfect balance. Yeah. Like you said, harmonious. With it being a milk stout, it's just got that smooth, creamy milkshake-like nature to it. You know what I'm saying? Fantastic beer. We're kind of gushing all over this thing, so we should probably go ahead and cut it short. But fantastic brewery, Southern Grist. I looked them up as well because we, since we had them on the last episode, I wanted to see what other beers they had, man. And they have such an amazing variety. A lot of places will just rock the IPAs really hard or they'll have tons of sours. Southern Grist kind of had it all. They had IPAs. They had sours. They had some some German styles that you don't see a lot of hip new breweries make. But then they've got some awesome big stouts like this as well. And so, yeah, props to Southern Grist. That just means that we're going to have to try more Southern Grist beers. We just need to go up there. Have you been up to uh, Nashville anytime for like a day trip or something? It's been a while, man. It's a great town, but it's been a minute since I've been there. But yeah, I feel like there's some really good breweries up there now. And it's just like a really fun town to be in. Good live music. I, I just remember hanging out on Broadway in Nashville. Going to see some kind of old school country music with like pedal steels and upright basses and stuff. I mean, that's totally my jam. Go buy some boots or something. <laughs> something southern country. <laughs> <laughs> no, I still wear my chucks, but uh, is Nashville is that like day trip territory for Atlanta? Yeah, it's about four hours from where we are. Okay, that's not bad at all. Well, we might have to do it, dude. Let's do it. All right, I'm in. All right, quick snowball avalanche recap. Debt snowball. It is all about the psychology. It's not about the math. You're going to prioritize paying down the debts with the smallest balance if you're in it for the quick wins and gaining that momentum versus the debt avalanche where you're going to be focused on the math, not the psychology. And in this case, you are prioritizing paying down the debts that have the highest interest rate because you're a nerd and you can't get past those numbers. Yeah, Matt, that debt avalanche strategy, particularly good for robots and extreme planners. <laughs> and those that have a lot of discipline, right? Yeah, like you got to exactly. know yourself. Exactly. Yeah. And so the, the last thing that we need to note real quick is the most important part of both of these strategies is focusing on paying down one debt at a time to the exclusion of all the others. You're going to pay the minimums on every single debt, but there's only one debt that you're going to prioritize highly. And so either way you go, make sure you're taking that approach. That's going to be the most motivating factor. That's going to kind of give you that tunnel vision and it's going to help keep you motivated because you're targeted in specifically on that one debt and you're going after obliterating it at all costs. Yeah, Joel, you cannot underestimate the power of focus when it comes to your debt. Do not try to multitask your debt payments. But that is going to be it for this episode. You can find our show notes up on our website at howtomoney.com. Yeah. And if you're into leaving reviews for awesome podcasts, man, totally feel free to do that for us. We would greatly appreciate it. And if you think Matt and I have room for improvement, please drop us a line. You can go to howtomoney.com slash do better. We would love to hear from you. All right, buddy. Until next time, best friends out. Best friends out. Best friends out. Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender.
Are you spending more time in your basement now that it's your rec room, office, kids' playroom, or home gym? Well, you need to ventilate those spaces to remove stagnant, musty air. For over 20 years, the Easy Breathe Ventilation System exchanges dirty, damp air for cleaner, drier, healthier air. Take charge of your indoor air with your own Easy Breathe Ventilation System. You can get it installed, or DIY kits are available. Just call 866-822-7328 or visit TakeChargeOfYourAir.com and receive 20% off today. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union, a savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts.